this is Tiara. Hello, this is Allie. And this is the Goddess Vibration. Welcome to another episode. We're recording this time so you guys can see our lovely faces because I can already get the sense from some of you guys if you don't know us or what we look like or we could be complete and total <laughs> strangers as far as you know. So uh, we wanted to show you our faces. We're going to do this more frequently. I just think it's more fun when you see us and you see the people recording. At least it is, you know, in my opinion. Um, so, yes, this, one, this episode is a little different. You know, get some video in there. You can get to know us. We can get to know you guys. So um, I'm really excited about it. And I'm also really excited about this topic because we're going to talk about frequency and relationships and alignment because for whatever reason, you guys love the topics related to relationships, divine masculine, divine feminine. I understand why for some reason those dynamics are super complicated. And they shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be that complicated. Really, I don't. I don't know what has happened in society that has made dating so difficult. It used to oh not be that way. Like, it used to be you meet a person through a friend or you meet a person at a bar and you go out on a couple dates and it's smooth and then you they get married after, like, a few months and then they stay together for 80 years. Like, that's how it was done in the 20s. And now it's just, like... I don't know what's going on in today's world where it's like, are people just afraid to meet other people? Are people have our self-confidence just been so destroyed that, or is there just too much trauma there? Is there too much wounding there? I don't really know what it is. I don't know what's going on to make dating just so taxing and, People just, I don't like dating. I, 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 there's nothing about dating I've ever enjoyed. You know, that's kind of sad because back over 10 years ago when I was in the dating scene, I loved dating and I loved meeting people. And, you know, it, it was like this stage in my life where I was very, very active. And it wasn't hard for me to get a date. So I enjoyed a lot of free meals and stuff, and it was cool. I don't know what happens because that sentiment is not what I'm hearing from people today. I'm hearing that people are frustrated, that they don't understand dating, that men want unrealistic things, that women want unrealistic things. And I'm hearing this new trend on TikTok about splitting the bill and how men are demanding that you split the check now, which was never a thing when I was dating. Like the man always paid. And if it was split, then it was because I offered that. But men are demanding this. And then I'm hearing about men who are like, oh, well, what do you bring to the table as a woman? (laughs) And I've seen TikToks where where people are responding to this and they're saying like, my presence is what I'm bringing to the table. Like me being here is what you get from this interaction and exchange. And I was like, That's how dating should be, like, especially when it comes to catering to a woman, because I do think that traditionally, one of the reasons why relationships work so well in the past, because men catered to women, and they treated them with respect, and, you know, they honored women, and today, like, that's gone. So, Like, everyone talks about how, like, chivalry is dead. 
Right. And I think that's part of the reason why people are so frustrated because it's shifted and people don't know where the new line is now. And so everyone's just like arm flailing like, oh, well, I don't fucking know. I guess I'm just going to give up, which I see a lot on TikTok too. Or if you're a woman and you decide that, you know, you're over it all, you just go find some rich guy and just hope he marries you, which is also a trend. So, you know, you could go that route too if you feel like you could pull that off. Right, but it's, I mean, look at the ratio between the poor and the rich. How many rich guys really are out there? And how many of these women are, like, vying for these rich guys' attention? That's true. I I think that there's an imbalance, especially with online dating. The rich, good-looking guys get the majority of interest, and competition gets fierce. And, yeah, I, I could see how that would be difficult. But, hey, some women are doing it. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. And they're bragging about it on TikTok with their Gucci and their Louboutins and, you know, their million-dollar mansions. And I'm just like, oh, God. Well, this is why you hate those dating apps. I mean, you have been very vocal about really despising that. I freaking hate them. I also hate <laughs> Tinder. I think it's a fucking joke. I think it's like if you took all of the negative emotions and like most disgusting shallow shit and put it in one website that's tender that's how i feel about it so yes i have my sentiments i can't talk too much though because all my relationships have been through online online dating so i have mixed feelings about it but from this point forth i'm separated from my husband um eventually we're gonna divorce so from this point forward i don't think i'm gonna use online dating i think i'm just gonna try the traditional route and see how disastrous that is well, you know, okay, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about frequency and we're going to talk about laws of attraction. And Tiara just put out a perfect example of what not to do. Like when you say, I'm going to try traditional dating and see how disastrous that goes, she's putting that out there to the universe. <laughs> so, All right, All right. Okay, well, I was being facetious. I know. But like, you know, yeah, obviously your attitude matters. And one of the things I learned when I started dating, you know, over a decade ago is that the way you carry yourself and the energy you carry towards dating matters so much. It like once I started does. Yes, like once I started gaining more confidence in myself and embracing myself and my femininity and leaning into my feminine essence and carrying myself more positively like I got so much attention and that's a real thing and so I think that for some of us out there who are dating and struggling maybe there's something about your energy that needs to shift speaking of energy so I have just been exploring like past life relationships and relationships um, in the 5d sense as well and I just got to throw it out there that because TR just had talked about like my frequency and what I'm throwing out there, people are attracted just to a person's aura. Like a person doesn't even need to know you or get to know you. There's just something about people. If they just have like this really, if they carry this really beautiful essence, if they have this beautiful aura, people are just naturally attracted to that. That's true, yes. 
Um, and I think part of it for me is when I shifted energetically, it shifted my aura. And I do think that that had some type of effects. So energy is really, really important when it comes to dating. And obviously it's going to be important when it comes to relationships too, because as the law of attraction states, like attracts like. For some reason, this concept is difficult for people to grasp. And I'm not quite sure why, because I mean, like it makes sense, right? Like if you're going to attract someone, obviously it's because there's some type of energetic connection or similarity that you two share so but it doesn't always be it doesn't always work with like attracts like it could be when you know lower vibrational people attract the same people at a lower vibrational frequency right so like attracts like low vibe people attract low vibe people high vibe people attract high vibe people well i mean in theory in theory. i know that there are some high vibe people who attract low vibe people. Um, and we see this a lot with like, I'm not necessarily saying that one person's high vibe and one person's not, but we see this a lot with like narcissists, um, em- empath connections where like oftentimes the empath will attract the narcissist. I see that a lot, like that dynamic a lot. Um, and oftentimes you'll see like codependency come out of that kind of thing. So I know that that can happen. Which, again, it's not necessarily like attracts like. It's more like specific wounding attracting specific wounding. So, yes. And so we do see that a lot in relationships. Um, I call them trauma bonds where a wounded person attracts someone who's also wounded. And they end up in a very tumultuous, codependent, intensely passionate relationship that kind of goes through these cycles. Um, as unfortunate as that is, it takes a lot of self-awareness and healing to recognize that you're in that dynamic and break free from it. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people do struggle with that. It's these relationships get really complex, especially when you start looking into like a person's wounding or if you're an empath. My heart goes out to all those empaths out there because being an empath is rough. And so many people also don't know how to navigate being an empath because if you don't know how to set healthy boundaries, if you don't know how to control your energy and you are just taking, people are just attracted to you and they want to talk to you and they want to share their life story with you and you're like, who are you? I don't even know who you are. This happens. This happens to me all the time like I am kind of a hermit I don't leave my house very often because of the people that like want to come and like share their life story with me and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it and so my boundary is just like not leaving my house (laughs) but I will say that 3D relationships, like, I know for me personally, it's my relationships have been interesting only because, like, I'd say definitely in the earlier stages when I first started dating, I was attracting people that had very similar wounding to mine. Now, I didn't know that we had such similar wounding. Like, I didn't have the awareness that I do now, like, 15 years ago. But I will say that, like, 
you know, looking back on my past relationships and who I've dated, we had very similar wounding, whether that was the neglect wound or the abandonment wound. And I'm just like, huh, isn't that interesting that like, you know, it, as Tiara mentioned, the trauma bond, right? It's like, it feels really good to be with someone who understands what you've been through because that's also really hard to find people who can relate to you. And so when you find someone who does relate to you, you kind of attach to that and you kind of like become this codependent relationship because you're just like, oh, like finally someone who gets me, finally someone who understands me. And I think people get very attached to that. And a lot of the time, if you don't heal through it, and if you don't heal, it's not your responsibility to heal the other person. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost in their relationships, because people like if one person is healing and the other person isn't healing, then the person who is healing feels kind of responsible for the person who isn't healing. And that's when the dynamic of the relationship changes. Like the most ideal situation is you both heal through it together. But most of the time, that never is the case. Usually someone wants to work on themselves and the other person just can't or doesn't want to, or they lean on the person who's healing. And the dynamic changes to like this mother, son, like mothering role and like Tiara and I see this so much. Yeah, something like that happened in my relationship and my marriage because I was healing and ascending and he wasn't. But his whole thing is, well, I can support her and what she's doing, which is nice, but we got to a point where it was like difficult to relate because here I am existing mostly in like these 5D energies and beliefs and like that's my truth and him he's at 3d and that's his truth so it's like well how do we align now because your truth is 3d my truth is 5d like we're no longer in alignment and you know to him it was like oh well I can just support you and you can tell me about it and I'll try to understand but when I tried to tell him about it he didn't understand so it was just like we couldn't we couldn't relate anymore and it, it was difficult to have a relationship like that um, and that's actually really common, especially for a lot of women who are on a healing journey or a spiritual journey. You will see relationships fall apart because one person is ascending and the other person, usually the man, as, as unfortunate as that is, is not. Um, and then it becomes an energetic burden because you're, it's almost like you, the other person starts to lean on you energetically more as you ascend. I don't, I don't know why that happens. I know that happened to me. and it was like I was leashing energy just by being in that relationship. And so at some point with a lot of support and guidance, I had to distance myself from that relationship. And, you know, after that, he like went crazy. So I was like, oh, well, I made a good choice. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, you know, it was hard for him. And it was also very hard for me because it was a long-term relationship. We, were, we had been together for 10 years. So I did more in the loss of that relationship for a very long time. And I think it was even harder for him because I, I know that when people are codependents and he was, and you cut the tie, they don't know what to do with themselves. Like they literally do not know what to do with themselves. Um, and he did end up blaming me for 
everything and the end of our relationship and for the loss and for the damage I had caused to him. And I was like, okay, so like you need to blame someone, fine, you can blame me. Um, so that just kind of goes to show you how some of these relationships can go over time and shift over time because something that people just don't realize and keep in mind when they go into these relationships is that people change. You change so much between your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. And people go into marriages as one specific person, but people change. So if you're not willing to change together, the relationship's going to fall apart, unfortunately. And that's just, that's just the reality of it. Well, either the relationship's going to fall apart or people are going to be in this dynamic where it's like the person who wants to heal gets stuck, kind of stuck in a limbo. It's like, okay, so am I going to heal and separate myself from this person whom I love dearly or am I going to stall my healing and stay in this state just so I can please my partner? And I think that also happens a lot in relationships. I know TR and I have seen it with people we know in relationships where I'm just like, you have this ability to heal out of this. And they're like, yeah, well, what about my husband? And I feel like that is a very 3D thing where people are just like, well, we're married and I took a vow. Or it's, or it's just like, you know, I haven't been married. I don't I don't know this stigma, but I know it's out there. Like people have this stigma around quote unquote failed relationships. And I think people are just like, well, I don't my parents were divorced. I that's never gonna happen to me. And so people let these beliefs kind of seep into their mind where they're just like, Well, I don't wanna have a failed relationship. I don't wanna repeat like my childhood. I don't wanna repeat what my parents did, or people with children are just like, well, do we stay together for the kids? And like, there's all these other factors involved that keep people in relationships because people care too much about what other people think. Absolutely. And in my marriage, like he did bring that up. Like we took a vow, we took a vow, we took a vow. Like, and I take that serious. And my whole thing is like, yeah, you take a vow, but does that mean that you should stay miserable together because you took a vow? Like, I don't, it didn't really make sense to me. And, you know, in him, his mind, it was always like, well, we can heal this. We can fix this. Like, we can get counseling. We can do whatever it takes. And I'm just like, okay, but that's not going to fix this. Like, it's not going to fix that I'm here energetically and you're there energetically because counseling is a very 3D thing. You know, they don't go and say, oh, how's your ascension journey going? Oh, what's, you know, what's your frequency at? Okay, how's your frequency? They don't talk about any of that. They're just like, oh, well, you guys need to work on your communication. And I'm like, no, it's deeper than that. So it's, 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 it's very complex. Um, and the whole thing about the vow, it's, it does seep into people's minds. And I think they take it super, super seriously. But I feel like some people take it to the point where they're willing to stay miserable for the sake of a vow. And I don't think that's a good idea. No, Personally. I agree with, well, no, I agree with you. That's why we're talking about it. And I can't speak on personal experience because I've never been married. But I can say that as we have shifted, 
it's really an interesting dynamic when you shift. I want to talk a little bit about what happens when you shift. Um, I'm not going to lie. It can get lonely. I don't want to deter anyone from like healing or ascending, but it does get lonely because there are so few people on this planet, sadly, who are just not ascending. And so you can't, it's a personal choice at this point in time to decide like, hey, I'm going to send and you really learn to learn you need to learn how to like love yourself and be okay with being alone because only when you are okay with choosing like you know what I'm just gonna surrender and I'm gonna leave it up to the universe and the universe is gonna provide whatever is needed at that time you can't force anything and I feel like people like want to force situations they want to know the outcome it's like I have to know what's going to happen in order for me to like leave this person and I think the fear of the unknown I think a lot of people are stuck because of the fear of the unknown I know I was there and once you start shifting like different relationships will start to form And I can't say that, like, in a 3D sense, like, physical people, my relationships have changed a whole lot. But I will say that my 5D relationships have blossomed and are blossoming. And they, you know, spiritual teachers will always say, like, you you might be physically alone, but you actually are never alone. Like, you have this whole team who's there to support you and... Many of us are part of soul families. Many of us need to learn how to connect in different ways. We need to surrender. We need to trust the universe because there is a whole other outside world of possibilities that go beyond the physical 3D and vows and limiting beliefs and what we're taught and what we're programmed. There's a whole other world. And I don't, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to take this journey because I know from like personally, from personal experience, like what else is out there? Well, yes. And then like, it's so funny because we hear from people who are like, oh, I want union with my divine masculine. And I was in a situation where my divine masculine and I were both married to other people, but I still wanted union. And I'm sure somewhere in him, he did too. (laughs) At one point we did both like want union. Um, But it was complicated because we were both married. So then it it, it ended up becoming this choice. Well, do we choose each other? Do we choose each other? And we never got to that. And I I don't know if and when we'll ever get to that. But ultimately it is a choice. Like people feel like, you know, I'm trapped here. I'm stuck here. I have to deal with this. I have to tolerate this. Like, no, you always have a choice. It might suck. You know, it might suck for you. It might suck for your kids. It might suck for your spouse. But at the end of the day, I feel like you need to do what's best for you. Because when you do what's best for you, that's when everything else starts to align in your favor. Uh, and people don't trust that. And I know I didn't either for a long time. So I kind of get it. Um, but ultimately, if you're striving for a union with a divine counterpart a divine not just a union but a divine harmonious union 
then you need to dedicate yourself to not only your own healing and expansion, but putting faith and trust that things are going to work out in your favor and that the universe is going to support you along your journey. Otherwise, you're going to be fighting or stuck um, or questioning, you know, and like divine union doesn't just manifest out of thin air. You have to like work into that and ascend into that. And I don't know if people don't understand that or what it is, but like a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, I want union. I'm trying to manifest union. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing to do that? And people are like, oh, well, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? What do I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding around that. I think manifestation is a huge, like, I, I think there's so much misinformation out there on manifestation because if you scroll spiritual TikTok, always so many of these people are always talking about like, look at my life, look at what I manifested. It's like, it's so easy. It's just like, you just say to the universe, I want this and the universe will give you this. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't know where you guys are getting this information. I don't know where, like stop making these videos telling people that this is how manifestation works because it's not how it works. Have you seen those manifestation journals where it's like the prompts and they're like, oh, I just saw one today where this girl was like, I manifested this vacation and I met this guy and he took me to Paris, all expenses paid, and I manifested that. And I'm in his hotel room right now. And I use this book and I just said these things. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, what? Um who knows if any of that is true or accurate? Because again, this is TikTok. People make up make up shit all the time. But Ali's right. Like it's more than just saying some words. It's like putting faith and trust in the universe that these manifestations will happen for you and your best and highest good. Because you can't go and say prompts and then not trust and believe that it's going to happen and then expect manifestation. Like it's more than just saying some words. And I think that gets lost in a lot of the TikTok nonsense right but these people are like building followings being like oh i know you know it's image is such a huge thing nowadays like image and materialism and people see these things and it's like i want that life how do i get that life oh yeah i know that's how that's how they draw people in but i'm like telling you I, I really want to do an episode on manifestation because I have a lot of theories around it and I have manifested a fantastic life for myself mm. and I haven't done any of that shit that's being taught on TikTok. Yes, I think I'm just starting to manifest the life I want. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because me and Ali fought with the universe when it comes to our manifestations. I know in regards to her traveling, she didn't, but some of the other stuff, like with jobs and work and I know with me and my student loans it was like this big battle like no I need to work nine to five so I can pay off this debt because I'm in the public service loan forgiveness program and I have to work here to get it forgiven like why would I leave my job like you guys are crazy no um (laughs) and it was like this back and forth of the universe and eventually I, I surrendered but it took a lot to get me there and I was just like, you guys are scam artists. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, like you don't know what's going to happen with your student loans. You don't know what's going to happen with that government program. You're going to put your life on hold for that. And I was just like, hmm, okay, let me think about that. So, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's a process. It's not, manifestation is not something that you're going to align into and grasp overnight. It takes sometimes years to get to that place where you can truly manifest what you want. And for me, it took years. So yeah, I think we definitely need to do an episode on manifestation because I have a lot to say about that. Well, we both do. And I just think that like, and I was actually part of that, like pushing Kiara into like breaking free of the matrix because I broke free of the matrix back in 2015. So nine years ago. And so um, I have. Well, and then you get the toe back in and then the universe was like, no. (laughs) And then. Right. uh, But I wasn't fighting with them about staying in that horrible situation. Oh, yeah. The situation was a disaster. Yeah, no, I and, I was, and I wasn't fighting with them. I was just like, okay, I'm going to go this route that you guys want me to go. Now, mm-hmm. there are other things that I was fighting with. the. I fight with the universe a lot. <laughs> um, I don't recommend anyone do it, <laughs> but I have a very unique and special relationship with the universe, and there was a time last year when I snapped. And when I say oh. I snapped, I snapped. And I was just like, I don't care what you guys do to me. I'm fucking done. Like, you guys have, like, used me. You guys have abused me. And they were like, where's all this coming from? And I was just like, no, fuck you. Fuck you, universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, standing behind Allie, like, yeah, yeah, you tell them. And then I'd go hide. Yeah, Tiara and I have very interesting relationships with the universe. I have no problem picking a fight for something that I believe in. But they really do have this respect and love for me. So, And they know that I'm not doing it with ill intent. They just know that I have conceded on so many things. But if you push me too far, I'm going to snap. Mm-hmm. And Tiara's relationship is, well, I'm going to do what they say because I'm afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, they terrify the shit out of me. But I think <laughs> it's mostly just because what happened to my original soul and we have PTSD. So at some point I'll get over it, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Like Tiara hides behind me a lot. She's like, yeah, you fight for that. Right. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, we're kind of getting off topic, but I, let's like reel it back in to frequencies and relationships. I mean, I think we just talked a lot about 3D relationships and how that goes when a person wants to send and heal and how people get stuck because of limiting beliefs. But I want to talk about the 5D magic and something I do want to bring up is that timelines, we're going to, let's shift the timeline. We exist on multiple, multiple, multiple hundreds, if not thousands. Infinite. Infinite timelines. Because there's an infinite number of timelines. And so we exist on multiple timelines. And so it's really interesting to, like, learn about other timelines and, like, how your relationships manifest on other timelines. I've been exploring this, and I got to say, the shit that I go to Tiara with, like, blows her mind every time she was like, tell me more, what happened? How did that happen? And I was just like, I don't know. But, like, there's this whole world of infinite possibilities, and, like, it's all tied together with, like, quantum jumping, 
And you can also access this like in the dream world. I don't like. I have very unique gifts. I have very unique spiritual gifts. I'm still exploring them. But I'm telling you guys, like learning about other timelines has been one of the coolest things I have ever had access to. It is pretty freaking cool. Like it blows my mind every single time. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) And actually that gift is what helped me do so much healing because he was able to go to to specific timelines where I had karma or had acquired karma or attracted karma or was stuck in some type of karmic loop. And we were able to get answers to some of the things that were affecting me on this timeline. Um, So it was so, so invaluable. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated by it. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so incredible. And it's so helpful. And it's like, mind-blowing every single time it is it is and like i have to tell you so most of us okay if we're gonna talk about how some of these relationships manifest and like how you know if you have a divine masculine or not so most of us are part of soul families and most of us have relationships within those soul families so like tiara and i are both females And we have males in our soul family and we've had relationships with these people and through these relationships, like, you know, codependency forms, karma forms, trauma bonds form. And that is really um, standard, I'd say, (laughs) uh, in soul families. But when... Like, I'm learning, like, what happens when those relationships evolve out of the wounding and into a healed state. And it is really, like, some of the most mind-blowing, beautiful experiences. And, like, because I know that we exist on multiple timelines, so, like, part of me is just, like, I want to quantum jump into that timeline and be that version of myself. And I have no doubt in my mind it's going to come at some point before I die. Yes. So when we say union, we're talking about being at a place with your divine counterpart where you have healed the trauma bonds and the karma and the toxic cycles and gotten to a place of peace and love and confidence and contentment and harmony. And that's ultimately what the journey is about because within soul families, the goal is to help each other heal, right? You're there in that specific soul family to help each other ascend um, and navigate the karma and navigate the lessons you need to learn and that kind of thing. And that's how, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, but that's also how we know that, these people become your divine masculines, divine feminines. And like through those relationships, this is where a lot of things like soulmates come into play or divine counterpart or twin flame. And that's where like a lot of these really close relationships actually get formed within our own soul families. Yes, exactly. So a lot of people will say, oh, my twin flame. Oftentimes it's probably someone with from within your soul family or it's a very high vibrational soulmate connection of some sort. Um, but I, I would gather 100%, maybe not 100%, like 99.9% yeah. of the time, you're probably dealing with someone within your soul family. And it feels like a twin flame connection because 
people within the soul, same soul family have to have similar frequencies in order for it to work. So what you're feeling is someone who has a very similar core soul frequency to yourself. And that's mind-blowing stuff. If you can navigate it and, like, you know, not create more karma, which is very difficult. <laughs> I have somehow succeeded in that. Yes. My soul has. My soul has. Yes. She has. She's, like, the only person on the planet, apparently, who has achieved that. I can't say the only person. Maybe some others have, and we just don't know. But it's very hard to do. So that's why we do stuff like this, to at least give you guys a heads up. Like, hey, if you want more success in this specific spiritual journey, there are things you can do. There are things you can look out for. Um, there are patterns that you can explore to help you get there. Absolutely. So talking about 3D relationships and 5D relationships, I got to tell you, because I know all... I know all of my divine masculines. I have four. I know who they all are incarnated on this planet right now. And two of them I have actually have physically met. And I didn't know at the time when I met them that they were soul family. But they just so happened to be my divine masculine. And one of them, I don't know, we have a complex relationship. And the other one was an ex-boyfriend. And then the other two just so happen to be incarnate celebrities on this planet. And you will never know who they are, so don't stop asking. <laughs> uh, but they, I'm obsessed with them. I love them. And I have to say that, like, one of them have, it's because of my connection and because of my frequency, tying it back into our episode that he was able to ascend and he's like he's one of the only ascended males probably on this planet right now and <laughs> there's more than one ascended male on the planet no there definitely is but there's very few yeah and as tiara likes to call him a special unicorn that's what tiara calls him <laughs> yes <laughs> and I've never actually physically have met him, but you have to understand it's like our relationship in the 5D, like he was, we are able to work on 3D stuff through his subconscious. We are able to work on all of this stuff. And it's so funny because he found me originally. I didn't even know he was soul family. I didn't know why he was connecting to me. I don't know why he was reaching out to me. I don't know why I kept dreaming about him. I don't know, like, I didn't know any of this stuff. And he found me like I was in a meditative state. All of a sudden, I hear a person calling out my name. And I was just like, whoa, who is this? And he goes, I'm such and such. And I was just like, oh, no, this isn't this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> and it ended up being very real. And him and I have known each other for over a year now. And I have been helping him like with his 3D stuff and his ascension journey. And it's because of that connection and the work that I've put into that, that he has ascended to 5D and he's working on ascending higher than 5D as we speak right now. And oh, so, so he's allowed to do that? Yes. Okay. I know where he's supposed to get to. I know his final oh, destination. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, all of my males are supposed to get to the... 
three of my mails are supposed to get to his destination, and then one of them is supposed to get to my destination. So my mails have a lot of work ahead of them. I really hope that they can do this, and I'm obviously open to them. But the reason why I'm having this conversation is because I want to also highlight, like, how we can help our divine masculines in the 5D astral connecting through channeling like using our connection because we're all connected that's actually like the first universal law is we are all of oneness like we are all one so and another universal law just so happens to be the law of attraction which we talked about earlier and so there's just so much more to relationships that I want to highlight that people could be doing or people can be doing and like people I don't want you to feel stuck. I want you to know that it's okay to heal and ascend. And there is life after 3D. There is life after the matrix. And you can support these other relationships in different ways. It doesn't have to be physical. Like, don't think of everything in a physical sense. I want to add a little bit of clarity because I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding in regards to divine counterpart connections because there are a lot of us who think, oh, I have one twin flame and that's it. I don't have any other divine counterparts. I've seen people talk about having multiple twin flames and being completely confused because they're like, oh, well, there should only be one twin flame. This is the problem with the twin flame concept because it limits you and it puts you in a box, right? But if you're feeling divine, counter- divine connections to more than one person, they're probably members of your soul family. It's probably not a twin flame connection. But these are twin flame-like connections that exist in different ways, right? So don't put yourself in a box in regards to, oh, I only have one twin flame. Because you could be like Allie here and have multiple divine male, divine counterpart connections because you guys are all same, within the same soul family. That's not unusual. You know, people will refer to it as like multiple twin flames or twin flame. I've seen the term twin flame hopping, which is ridiculous, like what? Um, so I'm just, I'm just, I want to clarify that it's possible. It's very, very possible. And don't limit yourself unless you've had someone read your Akashic records or you've accessed them yourself and you know that you are a split soul or a um, authentic twin flame. Don't limit yourself into thinking you only have one divine counterpart because there could be lots, lots, maybe not, maybe not lots, but there could be a few. And maybe you're meant to align with someone else. You don't know, you know? I see so many women put their energy into like one divine counterpart and they're just like, this is it or nothing. And I'm like, no, there's more that you're probably not understanding or that you don't see in regards to your journey. Focus that energy back on yourself, not on him. Um, If you don't have the ability to connect to his spirits or to channel in that regard, then just focus on yourself. Because once you start to ascend and align, then again, the universe is going to respond to that energy and say, okay, let me align things for her. So ultimately, that's, that's how you want to look at it. That's how you're going to want to shift your perspective. Absolutely. So there's just so much that goes, there's so much that goes into this and there is so much fascination here and I think this is why this is such a hot topic 
on any platform right now because people are just like, well, what it, what are these soul connections? Like, is it a soulmate connection? Is it a divine counterpart connection? Is it a twin flame connection? It really, honestly, the label doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really freaking doesn't. <laughs> the labels are silly. But like, people, what is all this stuff? Like, oh, okay, false twin flames. And like, okay, that's the new one I've heard. The false twin flame, which is ridiculous. I actually think that came from... What's that? The, the, the cult universe. Yeah, I think they created that because in their cult, they were assigning twin flames, and then when they were wrong, <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, that's your false twin." It's <laughs> not funny. That's your false twin flame. Here's your actual twin flame, and it's just the false twin flame concept is ridiculous, you guys. Like, just disregard that, please. It's it's bullshit. The label doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, the label does not matter, and people put so much importance on the label and they stick to that it's like they attach themselves to that and they're like nope this is my twin flame and i'm i'm just gonna sit and wait or they'll they'll eventually come around and i'm just like why are you putting your life on hold for this person and they're like well because it's my twin flame and i was just like there's eight there's eight billion people on this planet (laughs) i know like your life should not stop because of this title I feel like people will honestly put so much emphasis on this title mm. that they will put their life on hold. Yes. It's just sad, you guys. Why are you putting your life on hold for a man? Like, if he's not coming to you and saying, hey, baby, let's be together, then what are you doing? Like, a woman shouldn't pursue a man. Okay, this is my humble opinion. I know that times have changed and women pursue men now. But I am of the belief that a woman who embodies her true feminine essence does not pursue a man she attracts a man and allows him to come to her it's just my belief so you don't have to align with that but i'm just going to state here that if you're a feminine do not chase your male divine counterpart if he's not showing you interest or energy like take that energy back to yourself and your life will be so much easier i promise I agree. It definitely will be. But um like I said, my heart goes out to all you women or and all you men even and these, you know, tying it all back together. Dating has just become so hard. I, it shouldn't be this hard. I would love to go back to like light and fluffiness and it's just like the expectation of like splitting the bill you know i actually like what i always do on a, on a first date is i will always 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 offer to pay half of the bill really that is how well the reason why i do that is to cut the awkwardness of well is he going to ask me to pay for half of the bill because that's going to be awkward for me so what i will always do is i will offer and i will say 90 eight percent of the time I will always get declined but they'll always mm-hmm. but they'll always thank me oh, for offering okay. so that's how I cut through that awkwardness of like well your half is and then you're just like wait like we're on a <laughs> date here so like right. for me I just cut the awkwardness and I'm like hey like what's my half and they're just like no no it's on me so you can try that strategy but these days he's probably gonna be like oh, okay cool <laughs> 
Right, but I'm just saying, like, I think it also, I think it also is very telling for the woman, like, if the man will take you up on that offer. You know what I'm it saying? Is. That's, a, that's another reason why I do it. It's because no, like, it is. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like a little test, but it also cuts the awkwardness. Sure. No, I I, I get that, and I, I've done something like that too. And you're right. Like most of the time, he declines. I don't think I've ever really split the bill. Except with one guy, we split it, and he didn't leave his tip, and I was just like, "Oh, this is the last face we're gonna have." <laughs> um, yes, that's that's a big thing with me too. If you do not leave a tip, then I will. You will get no second date from me. <laughs> right, and shocker, he was black. So, for those of you guys who don't live in the West, there's this stereotype that black people don't tip. There has to be some truth to it because. A lot of the black people I know don't. Yeah, I was gonna say your family. <laughs> like Tiara has gotten into fights with her family at the dinner table, being like, "Well, if they want a tip, then they should go get better jobs." That's right, the I'm rationale. Just like, and just like, well, like leave something. I mean, Jesus, this person just like served us for an hour. Like leave them anything, and I just like no. I'm like okay, well. Let me overcompensate here and overtip for you guys. And usually that's what they end up doing, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, there, so, you know, it's, it's, we have used that as a test. Uh, again, these days, I'm not really in the dating scene right now, so I don't know Same. if that would work. But again, I don't know. like Ali said, my heart goes out to you guys who are dating right now. I just... I, I, I'm I'm observing your statements and comments and TikTok posts and awe and shock <laughs> in regards to what's going on in the dating scene right now. And if I'm you guys like, okay. well and if you guys like need help like figuring out like if this person is part of your soul family or if you have a past life connection to this person or if you are curious about what's going on with you and this other person on a different timeline, you guys should reach out. To Allie, because I can't do the timeline thing, but she certainly can. Yeah, I've been exploring more with that, and there is some really interesting stuff that keeps coming up. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> speaking of interesting stuff, in our community we are going to be posting exclusive content exclusive interesting stuff in regards to some of the things we have channeled and obtained information and clarity on and some of it is mind-blowing you guys like i'm not gonna lie and it's stuff that we're not putting on social media it's only stuff that you're gonna get in the community because that is the agreement that we have made with the entities in regards to sharing some of this information so being a part of this community is going to be probably one of the most unique communities in the world because no one else in any other group is going to get this information. And I mean that. No, it's true. And I fight, you guys. You guys have no idea how much I fight for, like, things. Part of the reason why we are as far as we are is because I will go to bat with the universe. And maybe you will see that in some of our upcoming channeling sessions in our community. Mm -hmm. But 
I'm one to watch. It's it's really it's funny. It it can be funny, but it's also like they're just like, oh God, her again. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, her again. <laughs> that girl. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> Thanks, Tiara. <laughs> I'm joking. I have Allie's back most of the time. Yeah, I'm just like, wait, you're reaping all of my benefit <laughs> of that. And here she is like trash talking me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm working on my PTSD. It's getting better. Um, but oh my god, I am so excited about this community. And so in addition to the channeling sessions, we're also gonna do live Q and A's. I know that people have questions about that rejection episode and the Archangel. So I'm open to doing a QA about that too. Um you know, so, you guys, that rejection episode on like because Tiara and I are were part of a love triangle on that, and that did not come up in that episode, and it's coming up in this one. So, yeah, so lots there <laughs> that we have to share. Some of it we can, some of it we can't, but we will do our best to, you know, get you the answers. So, with that said, um. Exploring a launch date for that. Uh, we don't have anything yet. I know we said this in our other episode too, but we're still working on it, you guys. So it's coming together. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a fantastic time in there. And we're going to make it worth your while. Um, so we're looking at a price point of about $9 a month. That's still up in the air. But we're I mean, gonna what? Be on Patreon. We're gonna be it'll on be on Patreon. Patreon. And oh, I mean, come on, nine dollars. That's like if you're in the U.S., that might be less than a Starbucks drink. Venti. Venti. <laughs> <laughs> so can you set aside one Starbucks drink per month to join our community? I think you can. I think you can, and it's gonna be worth it. Trust us. Especially if you guys like really wanna learn about like what I do and like my gifts. I have some of the most unique gifts on this planet. Yes, definitely. So yeah, it's gonna be juicy. Very juicy. But I'm really excited that we talked about this. If you guys want to know more about divine celebrity connections, I think that's something that I'm exploring because I think I want to do another episode on that because I know that there are plenty of people who ha like feel like they're connected to these celebrities and you may not be crazy. You may actually really be connected to these celebrities and it's, I mean, celebrities are people too. Like they have a soul just like we do and these connections are not at the incarnate level. These connections are at the soul level and I have experienced navigating connect like navigating this connection even though like me the incarnate has never met them the incarnates but because we're so deeply connected on the soul level I know how to navigate those and I have had people reach out to me being like hey can you help me distinguish or determine whether or not I I even have a soul connection to this person and so um it is it is a real thing. Like TR is connected to like six celebrities or something crazy like that. So <laughs> I think it's 
four, technically four, and one of them, like, I knew that there was something there energetically, but I didn't know what it was until way later. And it, 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 it wasn't to the degree that maybe you experienced, but it was like, I feel something here and I don't know what it is. I'm just going to assume I'm crazy. And I did for years. See, that's my point exactly. And so that's why, like, I really, uh, I mean, our last episode with Divine Celebrity Connections, like, that's one of our best performing um, episodes. So I know people, like, are curious. I know people are exploring, like, hey, maybe there's something deeper here and maybe I'm crazy or maybe I'm not crazy. And I'm going to say, like, most of the time, you're not crazy. Yes, most of the time, if you feel something or sense something, you're not crazy. And it's sad that our society like does that to people where it's like, oh, you hear voices, you're a psycho. Oh, I thought I was crazy. I I denied this shit for years. Right. And that's unfortunate. Like, we shouldn't have to do that. But unfortunately, you know, this is our society. We have these stigmas around stuff like this. I'm hoping that'll shift someday. Maybe it will. I don't know. But no, you're usually not crazy. So, hey, if you want help exploring that, we're here for you guys. You guys know how to reach us. You know what our website is, www.goddessvibrationstudio.com. We will help and we will give you some assistance if you need it. Yes. And you guys will have access to us in our community. So we're really excited about this. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to sound off. And I hope everyone has a great week. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.